Welcome back to another edition of HSA Today. I'm your host, Chuck Taylor. And as each and every time we get together, we talk about things that matter to you, things that are on your radar, things that have implications right here in the Cayman Islands. And today we're diving into a subject that is close to very a lot of people's heart. We're talking about Cancer Services and Cancer Research Month, which is the month of May, and also June Cancer Survivor Day, which is June 5th, is coming up right around the corner. So we decided that we would dive right into it and uh, get a conversation going and find out all the wonderful service that HSA has for your needs and also uh, talk to a survivor of cancer and find out about all the the trials and tribulations and also the triumph that she has been going through. Uh, We want to thank from the Cancer Registrar, Miss Amanda. Good morning. Morning. And also uh, Miss Amika, how are you doing? Doing good, thank you. So um, let's just start right into it. What is National Cancer Research Month? National Cancer Research Month was started by the American Association Association for Cancer Research. And its goal is to really highlight the importance of this life-saving research that benefits people all over the world who have been impacted by cancer. And there are a lot of different things that people can do to show awareness for National Cancer Research Month. Mm -hmm. Um, You can take to social media and and share information, share experiences. And one thing that um, is sort of unique to the Cayman Islands that people can do is to participate in our National Cancer Registry. And what that is, is it's all about cancer research. Mm -hmm. We're trying to lay down a foundation of information that lets us see how cancer trends are impacting our community. So when cancer survivors take a few minutes of their time to share a little bit of information about their experience, their diagnosis, that really helps us move forward in terms of prevention and management. We're a pretty small-knit community, Mm -hmm. so it really impacts us on a a very personal level. You know, I think, you know, there there are places in the world that people say, oh, you know, I, I knew somebody and I knew somebody, but here it really... It, it takes right from the family. It's someone that's a cousin, an aunt, an uncle. It's very close in-house. Uh, speaking Absolutely. of in-house, uh, Miss Amika, starting the conversation, if you don't know, uh, Miss Amika is a cancer survivor. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Okay. I well, I am a diabetic and hypertensive person, so I go to the doctor regular for my checkup. And my doctor was Dr. Borido Mercedes. She said, when last have you done a mammogram? And I said, I've never done a mammogram. And she requested that I go and get a mammogram done. Mm-hmm. And so when I went and get the mammogram done, they found something like an island underneath my breast. I went away. Nothing mm-hmm. was said to me. But then the doctor called me and she said, I make an appointment for you to see a surgeon. That, that that fast? That was it, yes. Wow. So, and so went, if you don't mind me asking, um, you, you said you had your first uh, mammogram. mammogram. Mm-hmm. What, what was your age for that? 58. Wow. <laughs> oh. Wow. Okay. And I, I had a, a very good cousin of mine who she had her first mammogram, I do believe, in her late 40s. And she was diagnosed with cancer also. So so this is one of the things that I try to employ with people. Get checkup mm-hmm. regularly. Start yes. the process early yes. so that you can find out if there is a possibility of a problem, yes. you can approach it from a, a diagnosis of prevention rather than after the fact. Yes. So, sorry to interrupt, but just please continue. That's fine. But from the way I saw the person who was doing the mammogram, she anticipated. And I said, can you turn that monitor so... 
I looked at it. And I said, oh, this is a little island underneath my breast. In my family, on my mother's side, cancer, cancer, breast cancer, breast cancer. So mm-hmm. I figured that was it. That's what and it. I went to the surgeon and he laid out everything on the table. But he said, I have to do a biopsy to make sure mm-hmm. what it was. And I said, fine with me. And he did the biopsy. And a week after, he called and said, can you come and see me in my office? I said to my supervisor, mm-hmm, this is it. And I went, and he they're talking. I said, come on, Dr. Matthews, tell me it's cancer. When can you do the surgery? And he said, how do you know that? You, 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 I just you automatically? I just said it to him. And he said, I've made arrangement to have your surgery done next week, Friday. So I have to go through the other process of doing, you know, the necessary arrangement right. for surgery. But I didn't take it for anything. I went home. I, You're a strong woman. I have one son. He was the one who broke down. Mm-hmm. But two days after, when I was having my breakfast, I burst in tears. And I cried, I cried, I cried. And that was it. I think, you know, in not bringing in culture into it, but we as West Indians have a very quiet look on doctors. We, we don't like to go to doctors. We don't like to go to checkups. You almost have to go to the door and bang on it to get them out of the house to do this. But this is part of this is part of the world that we live in. You know, this is part of of the situation that we need to take account of because it's our health that we're talking about. And we only get one shot at this. This is it. You know, this is it. Um, Miss Amanda, tell me a little bit about the cancer research, how it's impacting our community here. There's a pretty big lack of data about cancer in the Cayman Islands right now, um, which is why the cancer registry was started. But what we need is to really understand just basic things like how many people are getting cancer, Mm -hmm. what kinds of cancer are the most common. Um, So we really need to do more research locally. You know, we can go off statistics from the United States or the UK, Mm -hmm. but that's not Cayman. There's there's over 135 different nationalities here. We're a real different mix. Right. So until we can um, better understand through cancer research, um, Mm -hmm. how this disease is impacting us, it sort of puts us at a disadvantage when it comes to really trying to mitigate that disease. And that information starts on, as you said, what people are doing, who you are, your age, your you wear your background. Absolutely. Is it is it in your family? Has has been anyone mm-hmm. else been diagnosed with it? Because th- these are things that help build that database towards the next person, to next generation, and also a resource. Would I be correct in saying that? Absolutely. And another thing it's useful for is, um, you know, not just looking at uh, hereditary factors, but also we can look for cancer clusters. Are there certain parts of these islands that are seeing higher rates than other? Mm-hmm. And if so, what's the reason for it? Yeah, you, you can start digging into the the what, why, and when more than just dealing with it after the facts. Because we, mm-hmm. we, we know we all have to deal with it. Once you're diagnosed with it, that's it. But what led up to that is is really the information that is lacking at this point in time. Yes, that's what we need for, for good prevention programs is to, is to understand how and why it's, it's happening. So um, as we were talking about it, Miss Amika, um, the, the events leading up to your diagnosis, you, you gave us a little snapshot of that. Uh, you discovered it and, and it, it fast-tracked the days before you weren't feeling well. Tell, tell me a little bit about that. And I never have any symptoms pertaining to cancer. I just go to get a checkup for my blood pressure and my diabetes. Okay. 
and was sent to do a mammogram. So, so it was just by chance. By chance. That, that yes. they found this. Yes. I said to the surgeon, "Can you remove both breasts?" Mm-hmm. And he said, "No." Be- because it's only in only one. Only in one. But then in 2019, it hit me again in the other breast. Wow. So, so <laughs> you, are, you are a strong, strong woman to be sitting mm-hmm. here talking with us. And it's understandable. You know, the, we always say you have that understanding when, it's, when, you're in, when you're in the mix, you're in it. You can't, there's nothing you can do but keep mm-hmm. moving forward. But then how do we keep detacting from what we're doing to say, okay, you know what, this is prevention is better than cure. Yeah. How, how, how can we make sure that, you know, someone younger, start start from your 20s, you know, start from your early, late 20s, getting checkup, getting these types of things done. And, and also men, uh, testicular cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've watched that become a common word here in, in Cayman for men. You know, back in the day, you know, I remember growing up and it was the big C or, you know, when the big K they used to call it because they didn't want to say C because it was, you know, cancer. And and it was slated as something that was, you know, something that you didn't talk about if someone died. I think that's a part of the problem is that it's really it really is something people are afraid to discuss. But if we don't have conversations and share information, we can't move forward on it. How, how can I get involved if I wanted to give information? How would I see about doing that? With that's a good it? question. Registering is pretty straightforward and it's very fast. We ask cancer survivors to fill out a one-page form and it's really basic information. It's not as though you need to go and get a copy of your medical record or anything like that. It's mostly demographic. Mm -hmm. So it only takes a couple of minutes to register and it's confidential. We don't share the information with anyone outside the registry. And um, yeah, it's it's when when we have enough people doing this, and we've we've had around seven hundred so far take okay. the time to register. But the more information you get, the clearer a picture it is of, you know, what's going what's on. going on. Yeah, and and I think that that is one of the benefits for the island, and and part of it is building the conversation. Uh, you know, I I know as we said earlier, it, it's it's here. We know it's here, but it's underlying no one wants to have that that frank conversation i think mm-hmm. that's the start of it that we really really need to to discuss and you know i mean the, the suffering I, I i can't even imagine how how it can be but i guess miss amika you you can tell us some of the trials and things that you had to endure i mean just the therapy and things tell me a little bit about that well as for me i am very outspoken i talk to everybody even the children about cancer mm-hmm. because i'm in the school system and i remember one when i was doing chemo and my head get so bald and i went to school and they were looking and i said oh it's cancer what's, you know what, what's going on yeah and i said i guess you're talking about my head but it's cancer you know and i said oh my I tell everybody, mm-hmm. you know, and so I did my chemo treatment. I did twelve months of chemotherapy. Twelve months. Twelve months. I go through the ups and the downs, but I'm always smiling. You you seem you seem like a very <laughs> jovial person. I, very. Okay. I'm always smiling. I'm the life of the party when you go to cancer function. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always smiling, and. I pushed through. I did not listen to rumors. Oh, you have to take this, you have to take that. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. And I was told, do not go on the internet because mm-hmm. it can mislead you. 
I, I I keep I keep hearing that from not not just the cancer side of it, but just the medical side mm, of yes. it. A, a lot of people think, you know, well, I have a problem. Let me go look it up and try. It, it's good to be informed, but at the same time, you have to understand that this is not you. This is these places that they're talking about has nothing to do with you. And most times, it's not even doctors, qualified doctors exactly. that are yes. giving this information. Yeah. So I, I I check my physician if I need advice. You know. Mm-hmm. Back to my surgery. I did my surgery at the HSA. I was well treated, well taken care of. Mm-hmm. I love it there. And so when I was diagnosed in 2019, I was 70. No, right you, in the you pandemic. Se- <laughs> I'm looking at you. You are what they call spring chicken. <laughs> you are a right, young lady. Right in the pandemic. And I said, may I have the same surgeon, Dr. Matthews? I request him again. Mm-hmm. And he said, when I saw your papers, oh, my God, and she told me to take off both breasts, and I did not. But, you know, when you remove one breast, every year you have to do a mammogram. Correct. And uh-huh. so they found it in the other breast. And I was so lucky that day they did the biopsy right there. Okay. Mm. Wow. I, I have a relationship with them, and I say, please, the pandemic, blah, 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 and they did the biopsy right there. And so they send it away. The physician said to me, Mr. Mika, from I removed the breast, I see that it was cancer, but I, we have to get proof, so we have to send it away. Then I met with Dr. Richards. The first oncologist was Dr. Wharf. Mm-hmm. But then I met with Dr. Richards, and we formed a bond together, and he walked me down the line, and he said, well, I have to send away things again to test for you. I said, but this is stage one. I don't have to do chemo. And he said, yeah. I said, no, 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 I'm not doing any chemo. And he called my son. Mm-hmm. And he explained to my son. And my son said, mommy, you got to do the chemo because I don't want to hear cancer come back again. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I did it. You know, so I did four months of chemo this time. Four months of chemo. But this last chemo, I've been to hell and back. This this one this, was more difficult. Oh, very. Mm-hmm. But I survived. Okay. And I go around and I talk and I laugh. Same way. Cancer on a whole puts your life on a whole. It does, It didn't put no, your life. No. 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 You can. For, for me, my life was not on a whole. At the first stage of the first cancer, I was at John Gray High School. And I worked right during that time. Do chemo, go to work, everything. Mm-hmm. I never stopped working because of chemo. Wow. I felt bad in the morning, and the, my my supervisor sent me to the restroom, and she said, "Go and cool off and come back." And I work right along, right, never you, stop, you nonstop. Are, you are a poster child. I, I'll non-stop. I'll tell you that. I I mean, I've I've heard and I've seen some people go through it, and it it makes me lose my voice just thinking no. about mm-hmm. it. And I and, have the symptoms that other people have. Mm-hmm. But I think positive. Right. You know, that, and that's, the support. That's a, that's a big thing. Yeah. You know, but you know, people have a tendency to think of cancer as a death sentence. No. And, and I think that is a very cultural thing also, no. uh, especially with West Indian. You know, the, the, every sickness, oh, you're going to die from it. Oh, you mm. know, but, but there are treatment, there, there's a quality of life 
that that research and and also information helps maintain and build. I think that's a really important point too. I do think a lot of people when they first get the cancer diagnosis, they think, well, that's it, game mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. But the fact is nowadays, we have so many more different options for treatment than we did even just a few decades ago. Right. And people are living longer and longer and more and more people are, are beating it. So mm-hmm. I, think, I think your mental state plays a huge role yes. in how you get through it. And that's part of, I think, the positivity also the support that you have because you were support. talking about your your son you're talking about HSA those are the kind of things that give you the encouragement yes. to continue the mental aspect of it yes. because mm-hmm. the, the body you know I, I've always been a firm believer the body follows the mind if, if you wake up and you're thinking I'm gonna have a bad day you're gonna have yeah. a bad day yeah you know it, it's almost it you know I I, I I tell my daughter and my wife that I said you know, we wake up in the morning and we have our positive thoughts and, and we go through that, you know, how the day is going to play out. Because mm-hmm. if you don't do that, that negative aspect comes in. You're just setting yourself up for it. Right. Yeah. You, you, you're definitely setting yourself up for that. Um, getting back to the cancer registry, um, how, how long has the cancer registry been in existence? You were telling me about it here in Cayman. I wasn't mm-hmm. the first registrar, so it was okay. here before me. Right. Um, but I think I have been there for about eight years now. Okay. So it's been around for a little while mm-hmm. and I can really see over time how this has become a little more acceptable than it was when we first launched it. People were a little skeptical as they should be because your confidentiality is important. Right. But I think we've gained a little bit more of, of trust from the community. Mm-hmm. We're seeing more and more people register and um, I think uh, I think a lot of folks are starting to see the value in it. The the, the benefit for it is immense. Mm-hmm. Not not just in the research aspect of it, but also being able to network and keep that that idea going that you know what there is a place for you there is a place to help you there is a place you know I'm I'm sure you provide plenty of resource activities and, and information of that sort. Um, uh, can, can you give me a little bit about the current status of it now? Sure. I actually have um, some statistical data that I ran off to share. At the moment of the people, and again, this is just people who registered. This isn't everyone who's been diagnosed with cancer in Cayman. But Uh the most commonly reported cancers for men are prostate cancer, cancers of the blood, and then in third place we have both colon and lung cancer. Okay. And for women, the most common is breast cancer, followed by colon cancer. The third most reported are cancers of the blood, and ovarian. And it's interesting to note that breast cancer is by far the most reported cancer. Mm-hmm. About a third of the cases in there are breast cancer. Okay. And it's also important to keep in mind that um, we have more female registrants than male, so that might be part of the reason for that. But, um, yeah, we have, we have seen an awful lot of uh, breast cancer survivors come to the registry. Another interesting statistic that we see is of those breast cancer patients who are registered, about 14% of them were diagnosed under the age of 40, and that's kind of a high percentage. Yeah, I would, I would, I would tend to think that the number would have been higher towards the age because 
just the age wise, if if I look at the, some of the statistics in the U.S. because I did a little research, mm-hmm. and they're about fifty two to fifty three going up. Mm-hmm. So we we are quite young in the nature of things with with it. But it could be just we're just reporting it at that age too. It could be it could be from a, a lot of factors, but it's information like that that's going to let you know what age should we start recommending that women in Cayman have mammograms? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we need to start a little younger here. Yeah, and and, and that's just it. I mean, uh, over the years, we've because being a man, you know, you, you keep hearing the testicular cancer, but, you know, men get breast cancer also. Yes, yes. You, you know, and, and the, these are in blood cancer and, and things of that nature. I mean, lung cancer, of course, if, if you're a smoker and things of that nature. But outside of that, you know, just historically, those types of things was always the the negative, you know, as we said, it's very cultural with the West Indian, especially with the males. We don't want to go doctor, you know, we, we'll walk around with a broken foot for a month till it heals and then have to re-break it again. And I, I know because I watch people do that, Very true. you know, so, so you know, can- cancer uh, is a thing that we do need to keep discussing. And, and as I said, this is National Cancer Research Month and uh, just passing the information on so that we can keep building upon it. I think that's critical at this point in time. I should also mention... Um, if there are any cancer survivors listening who want to register, they can go to the Health Services Authority's website, the Breast Cancer Foundation's website, or the Cancer Society's website, and they can find the form they need to fill out. And all of my contact information is on there. I'm always happy to talk to people, even if they just want to ask a few questions and decide mm-hmm. whether or not they'd like to register. Understandable. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to Miss Amika, um, as a cancer survivor, I mean... I, I know every every day is a challenge, but what's the specific moment that you were like, I need to get this and get myself together and focus? I, I mean, you know, because we, I, I think we all have that moment that the shock is over. Now it's like get down to business. You know, you know, you, you're you're like, okay, I know this is happening. It's not a bad dream. It's it. This is real. I just need to get in and take this thing, get care of. I'm always thinking positive as I tell you. And I tell myself that I would have to take care of myself for me and not for anyone else. So I try to take care of myself Mm -hmm. and I try to eat right. Mm -hmm. And I eat in moderation. Okay. And some people say sugar and red meat. I eat them, but I eat in moderation. Okay. You see? So it, you, you change to moderate. Yes. Okay. Yes. And because I'm diabetic, I'm sugar, but I still do a little of that. Okay. But in moderation. That probably is the key in a lot of places. And, and, and even here, you know, we... we over excessive with food, you know the the number one thing we 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 love our good food and and I think we're all kind of aware of that. But it's in moderation that we need yes. to take a look at things, you know. And anything overly is not going to be good, good for you, no. you know. Yeah. I I I'm a firm believer <laughs> in in eating proper, but you know sometimes you you you, you break that, you cheat, yeah. but then you have to realize you don't cheat every day. No. You, you you can't you can't have you know a whole bunch of sweets and and things that you mm-hmm. know are not going to be. You know, I I go through the process, sugar. 
and, and, and I have to hit myself in the head sometimes, be like, don't drink so much coffee, don't drink so much, you know, and, and, and I realize that after a week or two, I, I don't crave it as much as I, as I used to. Yeah, I find that to be true. I do the same thing. Yeah. I try to be healthy 99% of the time, but every once in a while, you've yeah. got to but indulge. See, mm-hmm. That kind of keeps you from wanting it all the time. I think so. And, and I think that is, that is one of the things that we really need to be aware of, that you know the, these moments in time and, and having conversations like this is also to help people out there who are struggling. Because I, I, I talk to them all the time and say, guys, you know, I'm hiding the sugar from you. You know, you can drink tea with, with one rather than six, <laughs> you know, th- those types of things. Because after a while, you know, we do this every day. We, 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 we do this every day and it, it's not healthy for us. And I think, you know, I think diet, a, a proper diet is a big part of cancer prevention. But I also think that these days we're at a disadvantage because there is so much processed sugary food available to us. Quick. Whereas a, a couple of generations ago, that wouldn't have been mm-hmm. quite, quite as much of a thing. There's a, a lot of temptation when it comes to bad food. Exactly. I, I tell people, I said, you know what, when it, you know, the, when you grow up as kids, they always like, you know, make sure you have a colorful plate, you know, all the yeah. colors yeah. in, and you tend not to see that too much nowadays. You know, yeah. you tend not to see that. And that, I think that is one of the things that we have to kind of go back to is, is getting on that healthier walk because at some point in time, we're going to have to do it anyway. So why not start earlier? Make it a habit. Make earlier. it a habit earlier. Um, Miss Amika, uh, you were telling us you were in treatment for for you. You did the chemo the first time for. Okay. Um, the first diagnosis, I did it for chemo for one year. Mm-hmm. I chose to do my treatment in Cayman. My only son, he would have to take time off from work to be back and forth with me. Mm-hmm. And so. Where do you do your treatment? I said at HSA, oh, no, I'm going to Miami. I said, I'm going to do it right here. I have no regrets, Mm -hmm. you know? And so for the one-year treatment, fine. After that, I have to meet with the oncologist. And so I went on the five-year tablets. Mm -hmm. Then the last of the the five-year, Dr. Wolf said, I'm off it, but then I switched to Dr. Richards, who is now on Ireland. Mm-hmm. And, oh, those people over by chemotherapy department, they are so friendly. They, they treat you like you are one. We are family. We are family yeah. there. Fantastic. Yeah. Right? First thing, would you like a cup of tea? You know? <laughs> they, they really they, take they care they of take you. They take care, yes. And I appreciate that. I have no fault with Cayman Islands Hospital. That, that so, uh, hearing that, what keep your spirit up? Because you you seem to be like just the natural, you know, effervescence, bubbly all the time. Where do you get this from? I God, that's me. Just just Miss Amika. Mm-hmm. I have five grandkids, my son and his wife, mm-hmm. and I'm the life of the party for them. And the kids, Grandma, let me see the breast, and I show it to them. Yeah. Uh, well, that way they're not they're not afraid of it. No, right. It's just this it, it, and it's, 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 yes. it's part of your life. Let me see mm-hmm. the breast, this, and I showed it to them, and I tell them about it. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. 
And, and that 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 boggles the mind because my my generation, I'm not saying I'm old or young, but that was unheard of. We 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 couldn't even phantom the idea of what that was. We just said, oh, they removed the breast. Okay, that was it. Oh. You, you know, we, it was almost taboo. Like, don't don't look don't at her. Anymore. Don't mm. talk about mm-hmm. it. You know, it's an embarrassment for her. And no. and that was what we grew up talking and thinking. When you know you're here as a firm testament that that's not correct. Mm-hmm. You know, we 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 have we have to teach these kids that you know life continues on. Life life is still good. Honestly. I am a two-time survivor. 2009 and 2019, right in the pandemic. And I'm still going strong. I have no regrets. And some people, when I'm talking to them about cancer, I just, because I, I did not do a, a reconstruction. Mm-hmm. I wear a prosthesis. Right. I just, see, the boat gone. Nothing is there. Oh, it doesn't look like you have. I say it was there, but it is now gone. Mm-hmm. It, it, wow, well, how can I say this? With, with with understanding comes better treatment because for for us growing up, it was always you were less of a woman if you had one breast or you you, 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 you. I remember hearing conversations like that. Oh, you know, she had her breast removed. You know, she's going to be less of a woman. And and not thinking about it, but thinking about it now, I realize how totally obscure, almost medieval thinking that was back then. I think that's starting to change a little bit, though. You know, I think... Yeah. Um, some of the younger generations aren't looking at this thing as being quite so taboo as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Here in Cayman, we are very lucky to have Breast Cancer Foundation. Yes. Because if one breast is gone, they're there to give you the prosthesis. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't tell, tell anybody that is one breast, they won't know. Because look at me, my two breasts is gone. And if I don't tell you that I don't have any breasts, right. you wouldn't know it that. It would not even know. And I, I could be wrong about this, but I think the Breast Cancer Foundation is the only place in the Caribbean that offers that prosthetic service. And it's free. Oh, wow. It doesn't pay for it. Wow. We get the bra, we get the breast. It doesn't pay for they're, it. They're a fantastic Thank for that. Yeah. Wow. C- kudos to, to all of the people that's involved in the yeah. breast cancer here. I mean, th- we... We hear about it, but we hear about it from the outside. This this is a real, real eye opener. Turn the light on, you know, having this conversation here today, and that's what we hope to inspire and hope to continue on. We're going to take a little break right here. You're listening to HSA Today with Chuck Taylor, and I have with me Miss Amanda from the Cancer Registrar, and also Miss Amika, cancer survivor. We'll be back in a few minutes. The Health Services Authority's new pharmacy is now open at the Smith Road Medical Center. The new location features a large, comfortable waiting area and ticketing system to improve the patient experience. All uncollected prescriptions and refill requests previously submitted will now be available for collection at the Smith Road Pharmacy. Request your refills online at hsa.ky via WhatsApp 925-6532 or call 244-2715. For more information about our pharmacy hours, visit hsa.ky. 
Thank you for listening. We are back. It's HSA Today. I'm your host, Chuck Taylor. And uh, with us, we have from the Cancer Registry, Miss Amanda. And we also have a cancer survivor, uh, Miss Amika. Uh, we're just having a very frank and honest conversation about some of the things that you go through with the cancer, um, just from all aspects of it, from every walk of life, and also how you can take control and have a better idea of what to deal with, how it impacts the community and these things. And just a reminder that uh, Cancer Research Month is the month of May and also uh, Cancer Survivor Day, which is coming up, which is June 5th. So mark that on your calendar and, you know, do something positive. Go out there and because cancer, uh, I, I believe, can attack anyone at any point in time. And it doesn't just, you know, we, we think of Cancer is, uh, you know, the number one breast cancer, and we have men's cancer. But there are tons of other things that fall under that category that are life-threatening. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about more of that, you know, when we get to the, the doctor side of it. But right now, today, we're talking about the registry. Uh, and so what's the what's the one of the benefits that we can get from registering? As you, we talked about it earlier, but just give, give me a, a, another scope of that. Well, it's health registry information is really the bedrock of any sort of planning that you want to do. For example, let's say somebody wants to open up a new chemotherapy treatment unit. Well, how many oncologists do you need? You know, how Mm -hmm. much medication do you need? You don't know that unless you have some idea of how many people are getting cancer. It can also help us see if there are um, environmental factors at play, maybe there's something carcinogenic in some part of the island that, that could be dealt with. Mm-hmm. It lets us plan for whether or not current prevention programs are working. You know, you, you take your data, you develop a program, and then you track whether or not are we seeing, you know, rates increase, decrease. But um, most countries, nearly all countries, have some form of a cancer registry. Right. There's a, there's a database for them to look back and say, hey, mm-hmm. you know, this is going on. And uh, ours is a little different because it, it is voluntary, but typically the way a cancer registry would work. In the U.S., for example, mm-hmm. when someone's diagnosed at a hospital, that hospital reports the data to a state registry. The state registry reports it to the Center for Disease Control, and they, they process the information. Mm-hmm. But here, all we have is the voluntary registry. Okay. So it's, it's really critically important that as many cancer survivors as possible take the time to register. And it's, it's unfortunate that the burden must be placed on them to mm-hmm. do this. But um, unfortunately, that's where we're at right now. Right. Be- because remember, folks, uh, just just diving in, it's personal information and yes. no, no one can give that on your behalf. It has to be you. Right. We must have their signature, which mm-hmm. reflects their content to participate. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that is where we need to clear the myth onto it and be, you know, to let you know that you, there's a lot of people there, but that's not everyone that you have there. Oh no. no! No, not 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 by a far shot. There are, there are a lot of survivors out there that haven't registered, and we, we employ you to to be proactive to help us with this cause and get on board. And if they need to do that, how how can they get in contact with you? I was just going to go there. Thank you. <laughs> um, yes. Well, for anyone listening, my phone number is two four four two five six zero. But again, if you go to the HSA's website, mm-hmm. all my contact information is on there. But if someone wants to register, um, we can do it lots of different ways. I try to do whatever is easiest for the cancer survivor. Some people prefer to do it 
via email. Mm-hmm. You know, I send the form, they fill it out, and they send it back. Others um, want to have more of a conversation so I can meet with them. Mm-hmm. I meet with a lot of cancer survivors over at the Cancer Society, which is just right next to the hospital. Right. And they've Cancer Society's been fantastic. They've got this little room set up in the back that's very comfortable. Mm-hmm. I can sit there, have a conversation. If they choose to register, we can do it right there. Right. They can also come to my office. Um, there's even been a couple of times where I've gone to cancer survivors' places of work because they just can't get away to do this. Right. So anyone interested, give me a call, send me an email, and we'll just figure out what is the easiest thing for them. Exactly. And once again, folks, it, this is on a voluntary basis, but it goes far-reaching. You know, it, it's it's giving of yourself Mm-hmm. And to, to, to make sure that information is there to continue on to to help one day we have a cure for this. You know, that that's the bottom line and and to move forward. Uh, Mr. Mika, um, we, we were talking a little bit about it and you you were telling me the 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 ultimate with the hair thing. You you, you gotta tell, oh, tell yeah. <laughs> you, you, you gotta tell me about this. You you gotta let my listeners know about this. Okay, Mr. Mika used to have it. Hair in her head, <laughs> but because because my hair gets so thin, I decide to cut it. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm going through my th- treatment, no one hardly knows because my hair was very low then. Okay. And I remember one day I was in the supermarket and a lady said, "Oh, I wish my head could look like yours," uh, you know. And I said, "She said I love it." I said, "Thank you." But when she walked away, I said, "A pity you didn't know what the, this the, is." The, the real, the, the real reason. It's the chemo oh why God. it is so bald. Ah, so it's cut low, but then the chemo made it bald. Bald, yes, shine like your forehead there. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my god! But then I love it. I loved mm-hmm. it. I loved it. So I continue to keep it low. Mm-hmm. When I go to the barber, I said, "Take it all off." <laughs> I just love it. Awesome. That's my look. That That is your very yes. specific look. So it's not chemo. Mm-hmm. It's just Miss Amika look. Just Amika. The ball I like yes. Definitely. And, and Miss Amika, I have to tell you, it is a blessing to meet you uh, and talk to you because you give people hope. Yes. <laughs> you, 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 your, your energy, your life, you are the epitome of hope. And I, and I hope people out there, I, I know we are not on TV and you can't see her, but I will tell you, she is just a shining light in the studio. Very happy, very joyful. In fact, when we're off air, if I'd left it running, you would hear all the conversation because it, it's, a, it's been a good conversation. And, and that's what I think here in Cayman we need. We need to have that conversation. And I think we need to hear more stories like Miss Amika, mm-hmm. you know, the, the positive attitude, right. the strength. I think that gives people hope, hope that they can do the same. Exactly. I mean, you know, there, there's we, we know the negative, we know the, the stress, and we know the yeah. things that, that are the the other side of the fence, the darker yes. side, you know, the, yes. the, 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 the those side. But then we don't hear enough of the light side. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And I think that is the key that we really need because that makes puts it into perspective. You know, yes. not every day is bad. No, there are good days because doing chemo, it lasts, you do chemo every three weeks. And the first week, going into the second week, oh, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. 
But going over to the third week, you start to come together. But then that is the time you have to go back okay. to get another dose of the chemo. Mm-hmm. You know? So, so t- tell me a little bit about that process for you. Um, the first day you went in, if you can remember. For chemotherapy now, uh-huh. we, the doctor have to insert a port. Mm. Okay. The port is a thing that they insert. It goes to your vein. And when you go to do chemo, the nurses have to flush the port. She cleans it, makes sure it's not clogged. Mm-hmm. And then she do whatever she needs to put into it, whatever, whatever. And then they start to give you the drip there. Okay. Some people, if it's two shots you're doing, they take it in their hand. But for me to do in 12, I wear the port. I get the port. Okay. Even the four, I get a port too. Okay. So, and after you keep the port in for about two years, and then you have to go back to the surgeon to remove the port. Okay. You see. But doing chemo, I, I don't find it hard. I drove to the chemotherapy department. My son will come and bring me lunch. Or I have a very good friend, a survivor too. Mm -hmm. She will come and she will sit with me. Or a member from my church will come and sit with me. How long does it take when you go in to get your treatment? Some treatment lasts for three hours. Depends. On on average, three hours. Three hours. I, I, I don't think I can sit three hours being normal. In, yeah. in in one location. You're looking at I, the TV. I, I, I not even relax. Not even sometimes that. you fall asleep. Oh my! I'd I'd have you know? to fall asleep. I'd, I'd yeah, have to sleep. I, I I would have to be extremely tired before going so that I could sleep because I in in my day to day I don't think I I'm trying to think of I've ever been more than an hour in one location without mm-hmm. getting up and, and and that's just in the nighttime. I can't. Wow. Mm-hmm. It, that's but it's so com- relaxing over the chemo department. Mm-hmm. Even when they were at HSA, it was good there too. But since they built the new chemo unit, oh, it's relaxing. It really is. I mean, you, you know, know, nobody wants to have to go to the chemotherapy unit, but mm. if you have to go, yeah. that's the one you want. Right. You and get I, your lunch, they offer you lunch. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a very family, you know, a family, family atmosphere. Yes, yes. Very much so. And not to mention Dr. Richards, who is a darling. We're lucky to have him. We are, we are blessed to have him. Yes. Wow. Yes. The, and, and I would feel more comfortable knowing that my mom had, was in good hands, such as you're talking about. I mean, we, we, we know what you're going through, but to know that there are is that support, that added concern, you know, if if I'm not, you know, because you know how life is, folks. Life got you busy. Sometimes you can't even pick up kids, much less go mm. to sit down and, and with someone during therapy for yes. any sort of yes. thing. So to know that they are there to help and to make sure you are comfortable, make sure that you have, you know, I, I've been to, you know, hospitals in the world for various things broken hands and things traveling and they were just very cold you know it was very clinical and 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 you were just a number Mm -hmm. you were literally you know five 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 dash four okay you have insurance you have this where you from and and that was it but to hear what you were talking about it gives me hope and faith 
It does. I think you're more likely to find that kind of a treatment in smaller communities like Cayman. You mm-hmm. know, there's more of a sense of community. Cayman. Everybody all... know everybody. I was just gonna say that <laughs> everybody knows. We're families, you know. Very, very true. I tell you, man. At HSA, everybody know Miss Amiga. Everybody, from the porter to the cleaner to the nurses to the doctor. And they're so friendly. You're my Christmas wish now. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I'm any anything I have in Christmas time, I'm going to find you and make sure you come out and you enjoy yourself. <laughs> the, folks, um, once again, we are listening to HSA today, um, sitting now having a, a conversation about uh, Cancer Research Month, which is May, and also Cancer Survivor Day, which is coming up June 5th. I have Miss Amanda, a uh, cancer registrar from HSA, and also... Miss Amika, cancer survivor. You 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 should be on a radio show. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm I, I could I could see that happening very easily. But you know, folks, we're we're having a, a very frank and honest conversation about you know one of I think one of the highest concerns. It, it, it can, cancer is still one of the top diseases in the world to, yeah. today. I think um. Heart disease is the number one killer, and cancer comes in at a very close second. Yes, exactly. It, it, it's it's very, and and this is worldwide. We're talking, mm-hmm. folks. It, it's it's not isolated to Cayman, but what we find here is that we know more people. Uh, you know, it, it just the small community, the small island. Excuse me. Sometimes it's not the cancer that kill you. You know, you fret yourself to death. Yes. Mm. When you hear you have cancer, you start fretting. Right, I'm, not I'm eating gonna, properly, yeah. not not sleeping good. You, well, yes, you, you 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 lose all of the good things that made your life happy, and and I don't I I I don't think that that is the right thing and the right attitude to have. No. Spe- speaking of attitude, Miss um, Amika, we were talking about keeping your spirits up. Um, you, the support system that you have, tell me a little bit about that. Oh, my support system is gorgeous. They are good people. I've, my past jobs, my because I've been here from Mosquito Killing Co., so I know a lot of people. <laughs> and when they hear that Miss Amika in the hospital... <laughs> Everybody coming to, to look for Miss Amika. And I have support from my, my family is small, my son and his wife and children. I have support from my church. Oh, they play a big role. The doctors, the nurses, everybody support me. Everybody that I come across, they support me. Wow. Yeah, everybody. When I tell them of my situation, and I'm not afraid to tell people that I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And when the second one come around, I remember I'm Lions Club of Tropical Garden. Every October we celebrate Breast Cancer Month, and they asked me to be one of the panelists there. Mm-hmm. And when I said, um, I was diagnosed in 2019, a lady got up, she said, I know about the past one, but I didn't know that the, you, you, the, you get an, another. Because I see you and you just look normal the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, that's the challenge that we have regarding cancer and, and cancer research. I mean, uh, locally and internationally, Miss Amanda, what, what are some of the, the challenges you see on your forefront there? 
Well, I think here in Cayman, the biggest challenge to to understanding what's happening is that we're not able to pool data from all of the different hospitals and clinics on island. Mm -hmm. Having to rely on a voluntary registry slows things down quite a bit. It's still very helpful. It still gives us a snapshot of what's going on, but it's never going to be as comprehensive as it would be if Mm -hmm. we could network all of this data and information from all the different hospitals and clinics on the island. Right. So that's a little bit of a challenge, yeah. And see, and so how how can we do that? Well, what would need to happen, back in 2015, we tried to pass a piece of legislation that mm-hmm. would allow for automatic reporting, okay. which means um, physicians, medical professionals could just send the information directly to the registry. Okay. But the bill did not pass, unfortunately. And without that in place, it would be a breach of confidentiality. Okay. confidentiality right. for medical professionals to just send their patient information directly to the registry. Okay. Now, in the U.S. and Canada, the U.K., most countries in the world that have registries, that is how they do it. They have legislation in place which will allow for that, which is why, you know, if you go on Google and look up mm. cancer statistics for the United States, there's loads of information available. Right. But that's why. And, and see... I understand that. I, I think Cayman has a, a fear of what we've been talking about. People saying, hey, I have a family member that had cancer or has cancer or been diagnosed with it. And it's I understand the confidentiality of it, and I'm sure there are a lot of, of things put in place to make sure that that information stays and stays where it's supposed to be. We follow guidelines set forth by the World Health Organization. So it is confidential. Right. And, and, and I'm a firm believer in that. But for me to say some, it's like me telling somebody don't speed, you Mm -hmm. know, it's hard for me to, that's why you have the police there because people are going to speed. People are not going to give you the information unless you ask for it at the point of impact. So when it's when it's there, the doctor can solicit and say, hey, this person has been diagnosed. They're 45 years old. It's a male. It's this, it's that. You know, they were found out a week ago and treatment is this. Mm-hmm. That is enough to get the ball moving in the right direction. And we have, I mean, we've got a, a great, um, a great team of medical professionals and folks from cancer organizations who do a really good job Mm -hmm. of spreading the word about the registry. Just like you said, when someone first comes in, they say, by the way, there's this other thing that you can do, which would really help. Mm -hmm. And it does get the ball rolling. Of course. Of course. So it's, it's a challenge to do it this way, but I totally understand people's concerns about confidentiality. Mm -hmm. So we'll get it done. It just might take a little longer. Just, just, just bear with us. And, and as I said earlier, you know, if you, have a family member, if you yourself has been diagnosed uh, and you're not registered, it might be a good thing to go ahead and do this. You know, you, you're, you're helping the community that you are now part of. Or at least, you know, give me a call and let's just talk about it and then mm-hmm. you can see what you think. Yeah, and, and because half the time I think people are wary because they don't have the full picture. They, they have a little small snapshot of it. They don't see the, the complete ramification of what we're talking about. Right. And, and that's why I, you know, I'm thankful for Miss Amika here because she, 
people think, oh, cancer, oh, the, it's just this negative, negative. Yes, it's bad. Yes, it's it's going to change your life. But also, you have a positive future with it. Yes. And and I, and I think, Miss Amika, you know, you you are you are. Kudos to you. You have um, enlightened me and and made me, um, you know, part of it. It, it. You know, tell me how you feel about the registry. As a, we were talking about about uh, a person being a, a registrant to the the cancer registry, being a, a survivor yourself. What's your thoughts on it? Well, with the registry, I think it is good because it will give the the doctors. In Cayman, or say the Cancer Society, to know how many persons on the island mm-hmm. is diagnosed with cancer. Right, because right now we so don't we, we don't, don't know. know. Right, okay. because some people do not want to talk about it. Okay, okay. You know, so it's a good thing. I, you said you're with them eight years. I remembered I registered from 2009. That time you didn't come on board yet. No, no, I didn't. I wasn't on board. So it was going on then. From from two thousand nine. Yeah. Wow. Okay. You registered. I registered from two thousand and nine. I registered. Wow. I remember when I went to chemo department over by HSA, Andrew and Cindy at that time. And you you said, ha- your memory is is good with <laughs> names and and people. Sweet, no, sweetheart, I can't. I I'm. <laughs> I can I tell you the truth. I can remember the year a song came out. I can remember the artist, but names and phone numbers. I those am people t- I will never forget the name. Wow! And they said to me that there's a cancer registry, and Andrew said to me, um, "Will you feel comfortable for us to pull your file and give you the information?" And I said, "Go ahead." Mm-hmm. And they just registered me right there. And well, thank and you I, again for that. I not forget. I. And I okay. did that also, Miss Amika. You you are, you are what you are what I call a progressive. You you know that you're you are you are a forerunner to the norm because a lot of people don't they're hesitant and and you have a, a longer conversation about these types of things and and you're telling me this from 2009 and in mm-hmm. between that time you were doing these and things. So how do you feel? What's your thoughts on the treatment and services? Okay. The treatment is, it was good, or it is good, mm-hmm. because I'm not doing treatment anymore. Right, okay. And the services, it was good. I cannot complain. Sometimes, you know, you hear people saying a negativity about HSA, but I cannot say that. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. I've never been through the negative side. You know, everything for me was positive. So I cannot say that. And I recommend people who've been diagnosed in sublate. I said, where are you going to do your surgery? And they will say, might be LCT or doctors. And I said, why not do it at HSA? And they said, no, no, no. I said, well, darling, I did two surgeries there for breast cancer. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I must have done 10 surgeries at HSA. Wow. Different, different things. Hysterectomy, all kind of things. Miss Amika, I I'm yeah. I am so glad to have met you. So why should I leave Cayman and go to Miami mm-hmm. to do breast cancer when my biggest surgery at HSA was hysterectomy and I come out perfect. 
Wow. And it's nice if you can do it on <gasps> island because you're surrounded by your family. Family, mm-hmm. and you don't have to spend so much money to go away. Yeah. Tra- tra- traveling is stressful no yeah. matter yeah. where, yeah. and then having a health issue on top so of it. Yes. I would recommend HSA to anyone, wow. especially the breast cancer person, in, in, to do it there. We have a National Survivors Day coming up. We're celebrating it for individuals like yourself, you know, who who have these triumphs over um, cancer. In, in wrapping up, uh, is there anything you'd like to tell Cayman community of survivors, you know, and those who recently have been diagnosed? Because I mean, today I'm fine, and I'm I'm thinking I'm fine, and tomorrow I find out I can't have cancer. What would you tell me? What would you say? Not saying you. If one is diagnosed with cancer, mm-hmm. whether breast cancer, whatever cancer it may be, think positive. Do not have that negative thought. And if you want to go and get a second opinion, do so. Mm-hmm. I did not go for a second opinion. I just, yo, you, it's breast cancer. I just go for it. Mm-hmm. But if you want to go for a second opinion, go so. And you're living on island, I will tell you, HSA have good surgeons. We have good oncologists over by the the, 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 the chemo section. Mm-hmm. And the nurses there, they are very good. Wonderful. They wow. will take good care of you. Wow. Give HSA a try. Mm-hmm. You will prove them right. Wow. Yes. Miss Amika, thank you. It worked for me and it will work for others. Thank you so much for stopping by here today. Miss Amanda, your final thoughts on, on it? Um, I'll just I'll just wrap up by um, saying that I, I hope cancer survivors who are listening have um, maybe started to think about possibly joining the registry if they haven't already. And mm-hmm. um, I hope that uh, I hope that folks will get in touch with me so that we can continue the conversation and, and move forward. And give them their number once more and, and just a quick synopsis on how they can do that. Sure. The number is 244-2560. And also, if you go on the HSA's website, there is a page on there with information about the cancer registry. It has my phone number, my email. We can register in person, via email, whatever is easiest. Thank you, ladies, so much for stopping by here today. This is HSA Today. We will talk with you very, very soon. Take care. God bless. Thank you for having us.